Hey, spooky friends, and welcome to The Twisted Twins, hosted by Britt and Kay. And hi, how are you? We are so excited to see you and be in your little ear holes. We hope you're doing well. Yes. And we are sorry that we missed last week. COVID. Yep. And I had this gnarly ass cold. Oh my gosh. I swear, like, we both got whacked with the fucking ugly sickness stick. <laughs> it was, it was terrible, that, but. That was, like, the worst bat of batch of COVID that I've had hit me in yeah. three years. Jeez Louise. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. But we're here. We're alive. <laughs> and if you're over on our YouTube watching this, which is. The Twisted Twins podcast, then you will see that the theater kids, <laughs> they are alive and well. Yeah, I can't keep a theater kid down. <laughs> no. So any opportunity we get to dress up. Just give me an excuse. <laughs> and this is the perfect episode for that because it is, as you see, Cryptids of the Deep. So, mm-hmm. on a mermaid look. Yes. <laughs> we have a little look going on. We've got some gills and some fangs and some smeared blood. Yes. yes. And we I, slicked back our hair. Yeah, the hair, man. So, we did, like, some wet and gel, and it's, we get it. We get why gel is the best. Everything just stays. Yeah. I had never... Because typically, like, if I get out of the pool, my hair is like a helmet on my fucking head. And I just look like this, like... It's like the guy from fucking... volume. Yes, like the guy from, um, oh no, Rocky Horror. With the bald head and the long... (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my god! But I gelled my hair, and I was like, okay, I mean, there's like... You put a little volume in there. You get things going. I was like, damn. It took me two minutes. And I was like, no wonder this is so popular to gel your hair back. It's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. And it just stays. It's crazy. But Mm -hmm. anyway, back to the episode. Yes. Cryptids of the Deep. So freaking exciting. And there are so many water cryptids. There are. And we are going to be covering five of them. So let's jump on into it. <laughs> no pun intended. I have a few puns in my notes. So. Oh, <laughs> sorry ahead of time. Let me throw my glasses real quick. Oh, I just caught a glimpse of myself. Um, I decided since, you know, it's cryptids of the deep that it was 101 degrees today and I was going to go swimming because I am taking on the persona of a mermaid all day today. Um, <laughs> but super sunburned. So don't mind me. That's I like literally just grazed my eyes across me and I was like, oh my gosh, this is... You look like a bronze goddess. Here we go. Don't forget that SPF, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that SPF. So... The first creature I'm going to be discussing is called a Nyx or a Nixie. Now, I had never heard of this before. 
I know like the water crypt I've never heard of it either but I know like the water cryptids mine at least are not as cute as their names might sound <laughs> right but Nixie sounds super cute like a little pixie I know I know and so this um name or word is German and What's interesting is that the origins of this kind of creature in mythology dates back to like ancient pagan um, traditions and beliefs. And they were almost viewed as like a deity or a water god. So um, because a lot of like, like paganism, if that's the turn I'll coin real quick, um, it's giving like deity or power to things in nature so obviously I thought that you were saying like it's giving (laughs) (laughs) like I don't know if any of you guys are on that side of TikTok where everything is giving like yeah this that's just like immediately what it is like she is not saying that right now (laughs) it's giving mermaid (laughs) Yeah. yeah so obviously nature, God kind of situation, deity, creature. Below that, kind of, you know, obviously giving claim and belief into water sprites, which I love that fucking word. Um, Or water elves. So this one in particular is kind of like associated with water elves, but I'll get into it. So this was a very big like Nordic belief and we're talking you know a lot of Western Europe believed in this creature maybe by a different name but most sources it was Nix, Nixie, um, that kind of thing. But Germans actually began writings about Nix spirits in the year 1180. Which, my goodness, that is a long, long ways, long, long time ago. But um, what I thought was kind of interesting, because I came across this and I was like, oh, what the heck is a Nixie? That sounds so cute. So Nixie is actually the plural form of Nix. And males, male Nixie are... um, called Nix and then the female ones like just say bless your heart you can't speak German you have no German accent because it's like um female is Nixie so it's I'm gonna say Nix when I'm talking about men and then Nixie when I'm talking about plural okay so stick with me okay it's it's a little tricky it's a little tricky (laughs) but um So this particular, you know, mythological creature has been around for a very, very long time. It's been talked about, discussed, all of that stuff for quite a while. But German mythology refers to the Nixie as half-human, half-fish creatures that dwell in fresh water. So basically beneath the water's surface lies a huge network of underwater castles and palaces. I'm going to describe what they're... Honestly, like, we haven't even discovered 
I mean, I know you said freshwater, but when you really think about every single lake and pond and river and the ocean, I just, there's so much, I believe it, underwater. I know. And it makes me think of Atlantis, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but in a, like a freshwater lake or something. Exactly. Um, so to kind of give a description of what these creatures look like. Um, if you guys have seen the Harry Potter films, specifically I'm talking about Goblet of Fire, when Harry has to go into the lake and face the mermaids that are in the lake. Nixie's, not Nixie's, Nixie look a lot like those particular mermaids. So they have long greenish scaled fish tails. And now some sources said it was like one solid typical kind of mermaid tail. And then others said it was like, like think of like a humanoid figure. And then the legs are like scaled and like end with a fin. So it has like two fins kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that hit me so much. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I know. They have gills in the side of their neck. Um, and then they have like fins around their forehead. Their fingers obviously are webbed with long, very long nails. <laughs> um, razor, razor shot. Sh <laughs> <laughs> right, it's those teeth. It Next is. My world. <laughs> I'm gonna flick them out. So they have razor sharp teeth. Um, and black pitless eyes, typically. Oh, that's creepy. I know. But what is interesting, I think I'm gonna lose this tooth. And this up the, um, that's so interesting, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, tooth for anyone who's not watching, not a real tooth. Brittany has yes. teeth in right now. <laughs> yes, they're fangs. I love my fang teeth. They're so freaking cute. They're fun. I feel so fun. Anyway, so although Nixie are considered a mermaid-like species, um. They're often classified as water nymphs or water elves because Nixie can transform. Now, a Nix male can shapeshift into a full fish, a snake, or like a straight like top and bottom human, like with human legs, you know? Um, now the female, can shift really just into a human. She doesn't have all those fun other animals that she can like shift into. Um, so, Nixie, say that. Kind of like, um, is it kind of like that children's show that the movie that just came out? Not just came out. But kind of, yeah. Yeah. What the heck yeah. is that called? Luca. Yeah, Luca. Yeah, I kept thinking of um, that show that was on when we were younger, um, H2O. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where they hit the water and their tail comes. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, or like Aquamarine. Yeah. Shout out. Aquamarine, she had to be near water. I'll get into it. Okay, hold on. 
Sorry. That's, you know, you're good. You're good. I got ahead of myself. So um, Nixie are said to be bearers of unnatural magnetic sex appeal. Like. They less. I know. Literally. I know. So one of the best gifts that these fearsome and often malevolent creatures. Oh my gosh. I said it. Did everyone just hear that? Let's hear it again, Brittany. Oh gosh. Malevolent. Oh my gosh. You did it. It's so funny. Side note. I know I'm just like throwing this in, but um, when the, today we were talking about the episode and our notes and that was something how, mm-hmm. how long did you practice malevolent oh my gosh I didn't earlier I kept tripping myself up because I kept saying manilevent and I was like no and then I was like maleficent and I'm like no <laughs> what the heck Ma- malevolent see now we're back <laughs> back at it back where it belongs yeah okay. great so these Often <laughs> malevolent <laughs> creatures, um, like one of their best gifts is their allure and their ability to lure in people. So one of their most common interactions with humans is savagely killing young children and women, fishermen, pregnant women, unbaptized children. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it seems like some things were added to their description. Of what they right, were. right? I know. Something sounds a little bit like let's force <laughs> beliefs down people's throats. But okay, yeah. Yes. It, it, that first pinged for me when you said it like only ate women and children. Wait a second, but then you said like fishermen. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now we're back at it. I don't know about that. Yeah. So um, if Nixie were to walk the earth in their human shape-shifted form, they would be almost inconspicuous, but only almost. So there are two major ways to kind of spot, um, actually more like three major ways to spot a nix if they're like walking about and you're like this person is fishy no pun intended <laughs> is that they stay close to water so they don't go far from any body of fresh water which made me think about aquamarine oh. and then h2o as well um now also the hem of their clothing like a dress, olden times, think of like a woman in a dress, her the bottom part of her dress, um, or the men, bottom parts of their pants. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> what about them? <laughs> Hang in there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the hem of both men and women's clothing. What? The hem of the pants. I know. <laughs> They were wet, okay? So damp. Like, this person just went through water. And I'm like, what if it was really raining one day? And then people are like, you're a Nyx. Like, if it was raining one day, I'm pretty sure more than just one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, you're right. You know, they got their like little suitcase and then when they get to shore, they're like, oh, I got to get dressed. Oops, my hips are wet. My him is wet, not hymns are. <laughs> anyway, so, and according to Grimm's fairy tales, they would have slit ears where human ears should be. So I would think that that would be pretty obvious to see, you know? Like they'd just have, like, yeah, like almost put up their their gills or their fish ears which is kind of cool um so nixie what's really cool about them is they are talented musicians now they love music they love song all of that kind of stuff um you can often hear nixie playing the violin for instance and if you do we might not see you again because let me get into it so what I want to know is, like, what is with fairies and being, like, lovers of a good rager? Like, party animals. Yeah, all and, then, and that goes, that is from the woodland side of the fae all the way down to the deep depths below. Fae are just... They rich. throw a good party, man. They are there for it. And yeah. you've been stuck at a fae party for 15 years. I mean, I 15, like, life, earth years is what I should say. But right. that's too long. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, people are always like, don't don't go to their parties. Don't go to their parties. And I'm like, yeah, because that motherfucker's been partying for so long. Like, damn. Go and rest in your little fairy realm. Just kidding. So, um, apparently, Nick's have beautiful voices. Um so beautiful that they can mystify their victims in a trance to their deaths. Now, Nixie are reported to also be silly or playful. Um, not always out to kill you. Almost kind of like as like this trickster creature you come about and they're just like playing around, messing around. They have the option to kill you, but they, they probably won't. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> it's like the other way. They really want to kill you, but the odds of them like actually just wanting to chill with you or hang out or play with you, like play around with you are low. <laughs> I would say the killing is high, the other is low. Fair enough. Um but <laughs> with Faye, all types of Faye, um, I've always really liked the reference happy tree friends where they can either be in that sh that little cartoon that show it was like very cute like cuddly little creatures but they could turn like really evil so i kind of like associate Faye with that yeah. kind of mindset in nixie is nix i should say are n no different so Getting into really where these guys are, um, like I said, freshwater. So we're talking lakes, rivers, streams, brooks, like really any place that there could be. <laughs> Not like a babbling, like shallow little brook, but you know, or down at the crook. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so basically, Nyx slash Nixie, water nymphs in general, they are not your friend. So, <laughs> you know, if you're out and about on a little hike, don't don't stop and chat to little things. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I mentioned women and children, like being primary kind of easy kills or something, easy food for these creatures. So in Scandinavian traditional cultures, Nixie music is extremely enthralling. Like I was saying violin. <laughs> Picture like a beautiful little Scandinavian mermaid playing the violin and you're like, you know, completely in a trance. Um, now they would often lure takes <laughs> a doodle lure women or unbaptized children. <laughs> I just wrote dot 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 in my notes. Like um okay. now the spread of Christianity was happening. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um it's like the person's like you don't you won't believe what I saw. I just saw this amazing creature blah 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 and then the person walking by is like oh I also heard that <laughs> they'll eat unbaptized children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Someone just yep. anyway. Like, okay. Okay. So with this thought, villagers were very, very wary, obviously. Um, on the more or less like trending or hot spot days that these creatures would come out and about. Now there were really three main days of the year that these creatures would come out and you know, work on luring in women, children, fishermen, all of that jazz. And that was specifically Midsummer's Night, um, Christmas Eve, Christianity, <laughs> um, sprinkling in, and Thursdays, all they know. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Thursday. Me on the lookout now. Don't go near any water. Like, yeah, what? I know, so random. <laughs> so random. So, many, and this is off the record, so don't come for me, Nix. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> many male and female Nixies reportedly have married human spouses and even have had children with these human spouses. Now, kind of like as mythology has us to believe or really um, the kind of rumor mill, if you will, that after the... <laughs> after... <laughs> I had some day quilt today. I feel a little silly. <laughs> <laughs> What's that purple drink, Lil Wayne? I think I had some. I'm just kidding. What? I don't know what that is. Don't. I didn't really do that. Okay. <laughs> Isn't it like Robitussin and Sprite or something gross? I yeah, it's Maybelline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't do that. Promise. 
So after the human spouse passes away, the Nick's spouse would just disappear. Often the thought was that they were returning back to their water home after like their love died. Aww. So, or if they didn't just like disappear completely, as soon as this, you know, person really just came around or popped into like the local community, they would like always live near water. So I thought that was kind of like aquamarine. <laughs> like aquamarine, guys. <laughs> Crazy eyes. So like I said, water nymphs, Nix or Nixie, um, they are not your friend. You're most likely their food. <laughs> Back to you, Kayla. <laughs> yep, so those are the Nix or Nixie sirens and when you picture them think of the harry potter mermaids because the um pictures online they look exactly like them to me very much like them so ugh. i liked the the mermaids from harry potter mm -hmm. but they were cool except for like a child will die if you fail. Like, my gosh. Yeah, like, but, like, were they going to? Because, like, I know the big thing is, like, oh, the Goblet of Fire. People die. Yeah, yeah. People that didn't put their names in. You know? I haven't I haven't read the book, but that was always, like, my impression. That they were going to just let that girl yeah. around. But... Anyway, before we get into a Harry Potter debate. Yeah. I want to talk about sirens now i want to preface this with sirens are not mermaids especially lately um like within the last like 20 minutes no uh recently <laughs> i should say um a lot of people have been mistaking sirens and mermaids all over the place but there's two really big differences a mermaid is that traditional mermaid, what you would think of. They live in the water. They're half women, half fish. Traditionally, yeah. there have been sightings of merman, men. Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> mermaid man and barnacle boy. They've been spotted. <laughs> there have been some sightings of mermen, but it's way less men sightings than there are women. Anyways, um, and a siren is half woman, half bird. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And so sirens, they date back to Greek mythology. That's kind of the first, well, that's literally what they were created from. So, um, in the earliest Greek myths, sirens were represented. They represented the beautiful woman who rested on the shore of the ocean, singing a love song to lure in men. And, and they also played string instruments, which I found interesting. Oh. Um, and a lot of the, well, from what I know from uh, cryptids of the deep is that the kind of goal for all of them they might look beautiful and 
sing beautifully and seem really like alluring or whatever um they want to kill and eat humans yeah and like i really want to preface that as much as i can um every single water cryptid wants to kill and eat humans that's their whole goal i know sirens are no different that is literally their goal they will play their music they will sing their love songs they will drag you in and make you think that they are about to make some sweet sweet love to you or who knows what and then they will either drag you straight down to the bottom of the ocean until you drowned and then eat you or they will just eat you (laughs) or they'll just eat you right then and there (laughs) either way yeah um in the Greek mythology, sirens were the daughters of the river god, um, the Achaeus, who lived on the island of Cyrenum. I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce that right, but that's literally how I got the pronunciation. Um, but in some myths, they were created to be the playmates of a young Persephone, and they were created into monsters by her mother, Demeter, after Hades abducted Persephone. So that's kind of the the story of them or the history of them is that um, they were created by the Greek gods. Okay. Yeah. Um, And just a fun little fact is, so men, the whole idea of a siren is they're gonna sit there either on the shore or on a rock, like how you would assume, um, you know, mermaid would be sitting or something you know Uh, but they're these beautiful creatures right and then men who heard their song they become entranced almost you know they are just wow just completely mesmerized and they go right up to them and then they are met with the most gruesome death yeah um one of the first shoot like one of the first uh readings (laughs) uh stories about sirens that is kind of popular a lot of people know it is from the odyssey um now i did read the odyssey back in high school which i'm not proud to say it was probably 15 years ago (laughs) (laughs) i did read the odyssey and and i don't remember it specifically other than um, I'm pretty sure that he tied all of his, um, oh no, he made his whole crew stuff their ears with like rags and stuff. So they couldn't hear the, the like song of the siren. And then he tied himself to the boat so that he could keep steering it no matter what they, they yeah. tried. And then they came down and did all this stuff. Anyway, so that's like the first writings of a siren um, was the Odyssey. Another really um, important siren story. And again, it's going to be a little conflicting um, because it is the Little Mermaid, but not the one you think, um, but the one by Hans Christian Andersen. So the original Little Mermaid is... It's not technically a siren, but it has the same characteristics. So a lot of people say the Little Mermaid's about sirens, and that's kind of where that mix-up has kind of happened. Um, yeah, they're they're not mermaids. They are 
winged women <laughs> whose song forces the ships into the rocky shores or that they lead you to a mesmerized um, death. Like they'll make you come off, jump and come. <laughs> they'll make you come off a cliff. They'll make you jump off. <laughs> um, anyways. So they gonna... don't live in the water at all? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, for sure. Um, because they're these winged creatures and as far as I know, but I will do a little tidbit of the little mermaid, the original one. Um, it's still kind of the same, still kind of the same story. There's the mermaid, the little mermaid. Um, and she has all of these sisters and they live in the water, but the story is a little different because, um, once a mermaid turns 15, um, they are allowed to go on land for the first time. And once they go on land and they have legs and they can walk around and they can experience that, but only for that day. And then they come back into the water. And then after that, after their first time, they can go back on land once a year. Okay. So um, Ariel or the little, the little mermaid, her character in the original is the youngest again. So she gets to experience seeing her sisters go on land all the time, or, yeah. you know, and she's really jealous and she loves their stories and they're really close. It's not like, um, it's not like, you know, they were kind of all weird in the Disney movie. Anyway, yeah. he is dying to go on shore. Um, and then she sees this, like these uh, fishermen, sailor or whatever, uh, she's like watching, you know, the humans doing whatever. And she sees, just like they do in Little Mermaid, the sailors are having like a party or whatever. I think it was a party, right? Or did, was it a shipwreck? No, it was a party at first. Yeah. Yeah, because like the dog was dancing. Yeah. I honestly haven't seen The Little Mermaid in really long. Like the actual movie version. But anyways, so um, she watches them have a party and she falls in love with this guy you know like she's like oh my gosh this is this guy he's so hot i love this guy and yeah. their ship i believe their ship wrecks and she pulls him out of the water saves him gives him cpr or whatever the kiss of life and as he's coming back to life she freaks out and she goes and like hides in the rocks and then he like gets up and he's like oh my gosh you saved me and this other woman comes and goes oh i'm the one who saved you and then he falls in love with her Oh, no. Yeah. And she, like, the Little Mermaid is literally watching this happen. And she's like, I saved him. I love him. Like, what the heck? And the lady's like, yes, I, I, I'm I, the one who saved you. Blah, 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 whatever. So then they go off. And they're going to get married, apparently. Like, what so, like Ursula's role so when she, she was on land, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Early of it. So then um, the Little Mermaid goes back into the water and she goes up to like a, a sea witch. And, you know, she's like, I want to go on land. I want to be on land. I want, and I'm not 15 yet. So I need to have my legs or whatever. And she tells her that, um, I don't remember what she had to give up. Oh, so the sea witch is like, okay, I'm going to grant you this access, but because you're going on land and you're having these legs, 
you're going to be in massive pain. And the Little Mermaid's like, I don't understand what pain is. So whatever, not a big deal. Well, apparently it was like really painful for her to walk. Like her legs really hurt. And it was really just difficult for her to kind of move around. And uh, then the she sees the prince. Okay. And then he takes her back to his castle or whatever and starts like treating her like a pet almost. Like she sleeps at the foot of his bed and he like literally pets her. Yeah, it's weird. And so um, part of the deal was that if she didn't get him to fall in love with her in like a couple days, then the little mermaid was going to die. So yeah, it's like so intense. But she gets there, he starts treating her like a pet and it's weird and like yucky. And so she's like, and then is obviously in love with this other woman who lied about it. And um, she realizes that he is never going to love her. So she knows, she knows her death is coming soon, right? This is like her mindset. And she's trying to like, you know, not freak out. Well, her sisters knew about her going to the sea witch and trying to get on land and whatever. And they're like, they know somehow and they want to get their sister out of this contract. So they go to the sea witch and she makes them cut all their hair off and give it to her. And then she gives them the ability to go, um, not to go on land, but to give, um, get her out of the contract. The sea witch creates like a knife and gives it to them and says he can be killed and then his blood has to fall on her feet and then it'll turn her back into a mermaid. And then she'll be free of the curse, right? Otherwise, no, she's going to die. So they cut all their hair off. They give it to the sea witch. They take the knife and then they go find the little mermaid. They see their sister and they tell her, they give her the knife and they're like, kill him and put his blood on your feet and then you'll be back to normal and you'll be back with us and you'll live happily ever after with us. But she can't do it. She's still in love with him, oh, right? No. Yeah. So she, um, she, d- she's like, I'm not gonna kill myself. I, I'm not gonna do that or whatever. And she's just laying there. And then, like, you think she dies, but because it was such like a thing out of love, like true, true love, that she was willing to not kill him. The curse is broken, anyways, and she gets to go back in the ocean. But she loses the love of her life. Aww. Oh, it's so sad. But she was a little young. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ain't wrong there, girly. But yeah. So a little different. And again, um, I do I know that it's like, oh, I spent all this time saying that you know, sirens aren't mermaids. And then I'm going to tell you about the little mermaid, but I thought it was interesting because I've never heard that story. And that is technically considered like a siren story now. Um, And I think it's just because so many of the water cryptids have such similar. Yeah. That people just kind of lump them all together, although they are very separate. Um, Even the next, the one that I'll talk about, later it it's the same not the same thing but there are similarities and in all my research with that it was like prefacing like these are not sirens they're different things and they're literally completely different but right yeah it's good to know all the fun stuff and that's such a bummer of a book 
for a story. I know. Yeah. I know. But yeah, what are you going to do? That is sirens for you guys. <laughs> that is so fascinating. What, um, so they're kind of like, like winged fairies then. Yeah. Okay. But, Interesting. But they are by the water at all times. Like they don't fly around the world. Oh. That's what makes them water is they must like dive. Well, they do dive deep in the water because that's where they'll drown you too. So kind of like, um, like a seagull. Yeah. Or like a crane. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I love all the like mythological folklore type stuff. I think it's fun. Yeah, it um, is. Okay, so my next one, I had actually not heard this specific um, type before because in my head I'm like mermaids are everywhere like in every culture they're mermaids and mermen mermaids are also sirens like that was in my thing too but this one is very interesting so I heard the pronunciation and I'll have a few <laughs> funny little pronunciations in here that my American ass is not the greatest at saying. So these ones I'm going to talk about are very interesting. Um, so really popular in British and Welsh folklore. This is about a humanoid water creature that are called the Morgan or the Morgan. Mm. So two different pronunciations. I'm going to say Morgan. So... <clears throat> These guys, they have the looks, they have the seduction, but like the others we've talked about, they're very tricky and hypnotizing in kind of a unique way, in my opinion. So the Morgen are known as the bathing maidens. I know. <laughs> Love that for them. Yes, and on um, the Britannica Encyclopedia, there's like a beautiful woman like bathing herself and that's like so hypnotizing. But anyway, um, so they're luring their victims in with their looks and with their beautiful voices. Now they also have powerful water manipulation abilities. Morgen apparently can flood villages, sink ships, ruin and flood crops, as well as fill in the banks of a dried lake bed, bring a heavy rain, like that kind of thing. So it's like very bad, but also potentially very good. So there are also many tales, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> about fishermen. Oh, so get this, get this, get this. Okay. So there's many tales about fishermen discovering infant morgines near the shore, morgins, I said morgines, morgins near the shoreline of like a bay or, you know, anywhere there's a shoreline, okay? Um, and they raise these infants into, you know, young adults until really they're old enough to return back to their sea home. And this kind of made me think of the 13th year. <laughs> oh, another reference. 
Um, now I have another interesting story about a Morgen with the powerful manipulation of water. Let me go change my notes. Okay. So <laughs> this takes place in France and some of these words are hard to say. So bear with me. <laughs> so in the 1400s, the king of the French island is King Gradlon had one and only daughter, and her name was Dayute. Now, Dayute was what they kind of called a loose woman. She was known to have loose morals, to be very wicked, very, very wicked, and a woman with many lovers. I'm not saying that they said it, okay? Apparently, during her many treks down this road of a harlot, um, she encounters the devil himself and strikes a deal with him for power. Now, as legend has it, there's actually two different kind of storylines. So I'm going to give you the first and then I'll give you the second. So, Dayut is able to obtain the strength and power to steal her father's keys and literally like keys to the city, basically much or, or the village, um, the island, so, <laughs> the world. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's wanting this power to be able to steal her father's keys and basically claim her right to the the throne and to everything. Um, so literally and figuratively uses these keys to unlock the floodgate of Eus, causing mass destruction. Um, now, some of their stories said that this happened like during a little sexy rendezvous with one of her lovers. Like she unlocked the gate to go closer to the water, not realizing that it was a floodgate kind of thing. But I feel like I'm giving her too much credit for that because I'll get into it. So the floodgates open, the, the sea is literally rushing in to this island city. And her father was awoken by a saint. Now this plays a big part. Her father flees away on horseback only to come across Doot in his pursuit of the flooding flooding city so after putting her on the horse actually picking up and saving his daughter she's on the horse with him um he quickly realizes he cannot travel fast enough with her on the horse's back and he heard a voice in his head say i'll paraphrase it basically let like kick the demon off your horse unless you want to perish. That's what this voice told him. So what did he do? He's thinking like he's here. He hears his voice. He's thinking like, what do I do? What do I do? The sea is coming. The water is lapping against his steed's legs. So he literally tosses her off and into the incoming flood and retreats to safety. <laughs> now, Doug, 
come back? Listen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so once her father, you know, retreats to safety and can kind of like get a good eye on where he threw his daughter to the sea, he watch her watches her get carried out into this wave. Fucking whirlpool opens up, takes this girl, and she turns into a Morgan. Instead of dying, like her near death kind of like power switch was to turn into a Morgan. Now, the second kind of version of this tale I find very interesting. So, basically she strikes up this deal with the devil. She's a very wicked girl. So, Doot actually kills her father successfully, gaining his keys and her nobility, pardon me, all of that, only to cause a most terrible flood for her wickedness from God himself. So he said, you killed your dad, you're doing all this stuff, you're a bad, bad, bad girl, I'm going to flood your city, basically. You're a bad, bad, bad girl. Yeah, you're a bad, bad girl. <laughs> How dare you? Doot quickly realizes that she cannot escape this flooding city. Like it's, The water is tumbling and filling her city. The city she killed her father for, it was all for naw. Like, at the end of the day, it was all for naw. <laughs> was, second, was that the phrase that you were thinking of earlier when we were on FaceTime? No. No. It's It's coming. <laughs> it, it's it's they're coming they're coming she's carried away out to sea tumbling through the waves and becoming trapped in this insane rip current she goes out further away from her city everybody's dying the city is drowning it's flooding somehow she transforms with the wicked gifts and power she received from the devil into Morgan. So really either version of this particular folklore ends the same. But <laughs> the city of Eos is underwater where even the sunken church bells can still be heard ringing beneath the surface in a haunting Morgan demon of a once princess still dwells in its swells <laughs> but but the french shit the french shitty <laughs> i'm taking these off my goodness the french city of eis is just off the coast of you know <laughs> oh I don't know. <laughs> it's just off the coast of the Brittany countryside in France. Is <laughs> a beautifully tragic myth. Now, this whole story is a very um, mythical. It's a mythical city. It's a, you know, folklore tale or a legend. Um, and, and think about this, like in otherworldly godly tale of a devilish girl 
flooding her city because of her like terrible actions. And what was interesting is when I was looking at the pronunciations, the spelling of her name of like Princess Daun, <laughs> Daun translates to the English word for dam. And I was like, now it's D-A-M-N, but it could be used in two different ways. Not only is like damnation for being a terrible person, you should live and be a good person, but yeah. also damn as in flood, you know, be a good person. And I don't know. I just thought well, that, that was pretty. Well, like a water dam is D-A-M. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I've known that since like first grade. Relax, <laughs> relax. Beavers make their damn. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. But I still, I was like, that's like a little bit too close for me to be like. First of all, like damnation, and then all of them, what damnation, and then also just drop that in, and it's a damn. <laughs> The city flooded because she was so wicked. <laughs> she transformed into this crazy, evil fucking Morgan. Like, come on. So as I was doing my notes, um, my sweet, sweet daughter was watching a movie with me. And it kind of just got me thinking, which this is kind of very, I have two very random, like, off-the-wall pop culture examples of a morgen and I kind of want to run it by you so hear me out Ponyo yeah and then I wrote let's discuss <laughs> because her father is literally like a man it could be like uh, morgen or um a fucking Nixie yeah so like a Nixie clan because they're f like part fish have human, you know, that kind of thing. So I was like, oh, we were watching Ponyo. And I was well, like, yeah. And she can transform into a real girl. Yeah. Which goes yep. on. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Yep. And so also, which I just kind of stumbled, stumbled upon this. Um, one of my really good friends was like, you have to read this book series. And I'd seen it like going viral on TikTok and I just hadn't picked up the books until a couple, um, like a month or two ago. And I read all of them and I was like, oh my gosh, got Kayla to read them. Yeah. She's going through right now. But what was cool is um, throughout these particular books, there are often mention, you know, of water nymphs, of um, sirens water fae, water monsters that kind of like resemble a lot of these kind of cryptids or mythological creatures, if you will, which I just like really loved. I didn't realize how much I would get into reading fantasy. But if you haven't already guessed, I'm talking about um, Sarah J. Mass's books. Now she has several different series and they all kind of have to deal with um, some aspect of fae. So I love that in and of itself. But I also was like, hey, they talk about a lot of, excuse me, fae creatures or, you know, 
um, water nymphs, things like that, that water sprites, like, I don't know. I thought it was worth mentioning it because I'm obsessed with it right now. <laughs> and now that we have said it on all of your guys' devices, your little FBI agents will be making sure that you guys see it on TikTok too. Like yeah. literally, Britt had just like told me about it and I saw the whole freaking <laughs> series on TikTok just scrolling through. But it didn't it didn't ruin it for me. It's such such a good series. Yeah, I really 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 liked it and she just so I'm talking like A Court of Thorns and Roses. Those books are fantastic. Um, I read Thor uh, Throne of Glass. Those are really good too. And now I'm kind of diving into Crescent City for any of our bookworms out there. But they're just really fun books. And if you guys have any suggestions for like really fun um, and, you know, steamy fantasy novels, shoot me a DM, leave me a comment, something. Okie dokie. So those are my two mermaid creatures type creatures and on to you okay yes so my second cryptid of the deep for today um is going to be kelpies so kelpies are a mythological well, not mythological but they're a cryptid of scotland I feel like a lot of my cryptids and fae, I always, I always get pulled back into Scotland. But that's where we're at with tonight's second cryptid. So Kelpies are often referred to as water horses, but there are a little bit of a difference between like Kelpies. It's like water horse is the, you know, the whole thing. And then Kelpies are like a type of water horse. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they are horse-shaped water spirits. So they are from the Fey world and they are characters. But just because they're a fairy horse does not mean they are like a cute little unicorn that you might be picturing um, that's like jumping off of a rainbow and like so happy and fun fairy land. Like, no, they are anything but that. Um, most legends of the Kelpie carry a very clear and loud warning. And it is, if you are human, stay away from them. Stay away. Oh, wow. It, it's not something fun and cute. It's all bad. Um, they are shapeshifters, so it's hard to say what their true form looks like. But they are usually in the form of a white, black, or gray horse. And sometimes they have like a dripping wet mane. Okay. Yeah, so they look like they are literally a horse boy, that's wet. Um, okay. But if a human, especially a child, again, of course, oh, no. is unwise enough to get on their backs, which makes because when we talked about other, um, other fae, I'm totally blanking on the name and it was my fae, um, but they shapeshift into, they can shapeshift into a horse and then a human gets on their back. Get oh, the, the back. I remember that guy. Yeah, the little, he was a sprite, I think, also. Yes. Yeah, sneaky. And was it a bog? 
no. Oh my gosh, what was his name? He was the one who would sit on your porch. Yeah. Um, and just start talking to you. He's in a court of thorn and roses also. Um, it's the first one she sees. <sighs> Assault as are we saying sulky right now? Mm-mm. Is no. that his name? It no. The first one that transforms into the It's gotta be the bog. Oh, that's what it is. The puka. Uh, yeah the bog anyways yeah i don't i don't know because the bog, eternal stench <laughs> no i'm i'm in there okay so just like our episode episode <laughs> about the fae where we talk about uh the puka and how it turns into a horse but they're way less sinister than the kelpies but yeah. anyways it's the same thing why are you getting on it don't don't get on it you know whatever yeah. But it's not your horse, man. If you get on their back, they will take off to the nearest river or pool of water, dragging their rider underwater as deep as they can, drowning them, and then eating them. So here we go again. They will either just drown you and kill you and eat you later, or they'll just eat you right there. It's just like, don't mess with them. Yeah. Ew, and this is what's creepy too, is just by touching them, you your hands can become stuck to them. So even if you're just like, oh, what a pretty horse, and then you're stuck, and then they take you down. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, it's, it's gross. Now, this is interesting. Because they are a type of fae, uh, they are a fairy. It's not really right that I keep calling them cryptids because they're not a cryptid. They're a fairy. Um, but you can also, like, protect yourself from them or or capture them in a way. Um, a lot of them wear a type of magic. I'm assuming. Bridal. Yeah, a bridal. And... Um, you have the option to to take control of them use because of that okay so mm-hmm. might steal the bridles to force a kelpie to stay in human form as their groom which sucks but if you cut the bridle off it can even kill the kelpie if it's not returned in a day um okay and then alternately Placing a human-made br- bridle on the Kelpie, especially one with an iron bit, which there it is again, like iron and fey, it always goes hand in hand. Um, yeah. That wrap them in their horse form, and that forces them to become enslaved by humans. So mm-hmm. there's actually a story about it where this man, um, I can, I oh, it's I can't pull it up, but. Um, but there is a story you guys can look up if you want to about Kelpies in general. Um, and it's way back in old Scotland. And I am so sorry I'm blanking on the name of the Laird. But essentially, he takes control of this Kelpie, puts it in horse form, gets it in the iron belt, and then enslaves it to build his entire castle. And the castle is still there to this day, right? Wow. And- but yeah, so then he finally ends up releasing him after his castle is made. And they say that the um, 
that the Kelpie, when it was released, put a curse on the Laird and his land. Ooh. Eternity. So then at that point, they were trying to, um, like, hunt it back down and kill it. Because if they killed it, it would kill the curse. So interesting little yeah. about that. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of different things that you can... Uh, do but why would you try to enslave it I think you deserve to be cursed at that point right I don't know maybe not cursed but like it's a little dramatic but um, yeah so some more interesting things about the Kelpies there is one tale where a man tricked by a Kelpie simply wrestles the creature until they happen into shallow water okay so basically just fights him back off until they get to more shallow water where he's able to stand and get away. Honestly, that works. And I feel like if you're able to stick to them, maybe they just, they're like, fine, you win. You know, who knows what it is though. But Kelpies can also take human form. Ah! So uh, again, not too get confused too confused with sirens because there it is again or mermaids where they're taking on a human persona or yeah. even a, um a nixie because they can go on right um but they will appear in a couple different ways either as a beautiful woman and that would be to lure men into the water siren style but do not confuse them with a siren while other kelpies can transform into Men who either, like, big, burly men who either take down their smaller, meeker women and then kill them that way, which, like, like trauma for out there. Or they do the lure thing as well and look like some tall, you know, sexy guy and lures the women that way. Yeah. There's, um... Oh, go going back to, sorry, going back to the um, the Court of Thorns and Roses series, there's a Kelpie in one of the books, and it's, that's all I'll say, but ugh, creepy. Yeah, there, there literally is, it, it's just nothing, nothing good about, you know, running into a Kelpie. So if you do, I mean, try to fight it off as best as you can if you don't have any iron on you you're kind of fucked if you can wrestle your way back to shallow waters more power to you good luck um yeah. but pretty much you're gonna die so mm-hmm. do you can to avoid them because that would be a huge bummer um but if you do run into a kelpie send us an email or a comment <laughs> send us a pic yeah so yeah but i i think it's also interesting like obviously when you talk about like mermaids um and then you read the story of the little mermaid they it's like human in that sense humans have the option to like kill them as well or what and i guess they always do but i think it's really interesting that they can be controlled like that by humans interesting not in like a way yeah it's like always even with um way back into our uh jack-o'-lantern episode so long ago but what was his name something jack skeleton jack or wait pumpkin jack yeah pump is that what it was no 
Oh my gosh. It was like sneaky Jack or like. <laughs> oh my gosh. I never thought I would forget it because I said his name like 50 times. <gasps> but while well, you think about that, but it's just like if you head back to one of these old episodes of ours where we talk about different Halloween traditions and and where they came and it's the jack-o'-lantern story. Um, sneaky Jack makes a deal with the devil and it's and then trying to like or no he's like trying to trick the dingy dingy jack i knew it was something like you sneak because he i'm yeah because he was a fucking stingy guy who never paid <laughs> for anything try to skip he, out on the devil yeah and then he tries to fuck over the devil and then still get into heaven and god's like you made a deal with the devil like you're not coming in here yeah and what the fuck and then he tries to go back to the devil and doesn't he trick the devil twice he no because then this well he does he did trick him like once as to become a coin yeah and he got him stuck in a tree but then when he went he was like okay now i'm scared but he like um tried to get into heaven that didn't work went back to the devil went the third back. time third time and was like can i please come to hell like heaven won't let me and he's like uh, dude, you screwed me over more times than I can count. For a thousand years, right? You <laughs> like, owe me money, like, my guy, no. And then he's left to walk the earth with his little turnip head. So, and that was a long loop-de-loop -loop around, why are you trying to fuck over? I mean, that's just maybe human nature to try to, like, always come up doing right. on something, but, like, just don't try to fuck over a Kelpie. Don't try to fuck over the devil. Yeah. <laughs> and even yours, like the the Morgan. The Morgan. Yeah, the Morgan, the Morgan with yeah. either one. Um, I know. Kind of that too. Interesting. Yeah. And it kind of like, it made me think about, okay, where were these? Like, how would you explain like a drowning if like, some somebody in your family for instance went to the river and drowned but their water their body was carried away by the water never to be seen again how would you explain that and it kind of it it like sparks this like curiosity in me where i'm like wow like um i mean i believe in fey i love fey but at the same time i can see like this is where you know, those kind of like answers or explanations were created and crafted into you got to stay away from the strip, like the rushing river, the ocean, like um, streams, things like that, be lakes, ponds, swamps, because you don't know, you know, so many people drowned. And yeah. And it's interesting. Like, I know when Christopher Columbus, um, piece of shit that he was, sailed and talked about how he saw sirens and mermaids. And then um, I, I, I remember a quote from him, I should have added it into this episode, but where um, he saw, he was quoted to see this mermaid, you know, uh, breach the water with such height and such like beauty or whatever, but, or no, not beauty, with such height and it was so amazing. But then he had commented how he was expecting a mermaid to be more beautiful than it was. Yeah, first of all, 
you motherfucker what the fuck you of all people yeah people are claim like claim that it was like a manatee that he saw oh and i'm like how do you how do you figure i don't know so mm-hmm. on one like okay christopher columbus idiot but whatever and then on the other hand i'm like who decided that he saw a manatee all of a sudden and not, you know? Yeah. And and a, and a few things in my research, just looking up my first two, um, like uh, legend has it that these creatures are no longer around because they were hunted. And I'm like, okay. Like, I believe in dragons too, baby. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um I have another little additional creature. He's pretty quick. My last little random guy, um, I had never heard of him before. And if you know me, one of my favorite animals are frogs. And when I saw him, I was like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. He's not very cute. So let me tell you who he is. Um, (laughs) Now this is Welsh. Um, I looked at the pronunciation don't come for me. Um, Yamhigan, no, Yamhigan, Edor, or the Water Leaper. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to call it the Water Leaper from now on, but I was like, I have to at least try with that name. Um, Yamhigan, Edor, or the Water Leaper. Now, comes to us all the way from Wales. In wealth, wealth, <laughs> Welsh mythology, a massive frog with yellow glowing eyes that is the size of a large bear, like huge mother. Oh my god. Stalks their victims below the surface of Welsh swamps and ponds. Now, if the water leaper victim is so lucky to rest his eyes on this creature and actually witness this creature in all of its glory, it will see that this monster leaps out of the water, spreading their large bat-like wings with a wingspan of like 10 feet wide, out to launch into a quick attack and kill of their victim in this this creature has no other limbs so not only does it have these map it's a massive freaking frog head body with massive wings it also has a tail a barbed tail with a barb at the end think like a scorpion stinger Ew. and it has like this lethal poison in this stinger okay so just to give you a picture we're gonna pop him up cute little thing that he is i see him in the picture and he looks like this big and i'm like oh my gosh how cute and then to realize he's like 20 (laughs) times that size i'm like oh fuck (laughs) new um now not only does he have the bat wings the frog body the long like serpent tail with like a scorpion stinger at the end um (laughs) it's maw or mouth jaw all that stuff has like razor sharp teeth. No. Yeah. (laughs) And so (laughs) I wrote fast food anyone because he makes a quick attack and kill like on site. 
Um, if that wasn't enough, all of that wasn't enough to stop prey, like literally in their tracks, the water leaper has a bone chilling shriek, shrill as heck, that physically stuns its victims before striking. So not only are you seeing this fucking otherworldly creature doing its thing, sticks you with the freaking poison before, before it can even reach you. It's like, you know, like shrill <laughs> shriek at you. Like I would just die right then. Uh, like, are we kidding? Uh, Absolutely not. That is freaking foul. I know. So at the end of the day, just watch out for this frog, you guys. Uh, no, thank you. Ugh. <laughs> All right, we'll do our sign off at two zero zero thirty. Okay. <laughs> yep. So that is it for today's episode. Yes, cryptids of the deep. Again, if you guys get a chance to catch this on our YouTube, the Twisted Twins podcast, you will see us in our mermaid. Garb. Yeah, garb. Check it yes. out. Yes. Pretty great. Yes. Um, if you guys have any crazy, creepy, twisted stories that you guys want to share, definitely comment below. Check out our TikTok and Instagram. Send us a message on there. Or you can email us to the Twisted Twins Podcast at gmail.com. Also, mm -hmm. our TikTok and Instagram are the Twisted Twins Podcast. So definitely check us out. Let us know what you think about the cryptids of the deep oh wow that doesn't really rhyme but it kind of sounded like it could cryptids of the deep <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in we hope you have a fabulous week ahead and you take care and stay <laughs> twisted bye, bye.